Welcome in to Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. I am joined today by my friend Leonard from the NPC Pod. Leonard, what is up, my friend? A relative direction, depending on where you're looking and where you are standing. That is the definition of up, Kyle. God damn it, you and your dad jokes. Right off the shoot. <laughs> no shortage. Uh, we are doing the YouTube live stream tonight, so if you're joining us here in the chat, appreciate it. Uh, you can also see Leonard's super dope uh, Shenron face mask that uh, I'm kind of jealous of. I just rock like a plain black face mask because it matches most of my clothes and I don't know. I don't want to wear things on my face typically, um, but it picks up a lot of lint. So I've considered getting other face masks and this Shenron one is the first one that I've seen where I'm like, shit, I should, I should invest. Yeah, uh, definitely should. Um, got this from a place called Omaju. Um, they're not sponsoring us obviously, but they're not honestly yet. really good face masks. Not yet, exactly. Um, but you got it last year, like before the plague was a thing. So you, they oh were yeah, very, definitely. They were ahead of the curve. <laughs> they were like, "We're ready, we're ready for this, and you're going to be ready too." Cool, man. Well, I'm glad you uh, are not only ready, but also looking fashionable uh, in a, the most Dragon Ball nerdy of ways. Um, thanks for coming on again. Uh, I think you and I are going to keep doing this month to month because my friends haven't learned how to read yet. So, um, also it's just nice to get people who aren't my idiot friends on the show. Um, you, you are my friend, just not one of my idiot friends, but oh yeah, <laughs> this is, I think, uh, <laughs> what we did 60, 61. Now this is 62 today of the Dragon Ball Super Manga that we'll be discussing the edge of defeat. So I'm happy that I've talked with the same person over the last three chapters because you already understand all of my frustration uh, going into this chapter today and what's happened over the last couple of chapters and sort of how they nerfed Vegeta a little bit. Um, for those who didn't catch the stream last month or didn't listen to that episode from last month, what's your opinion on this moral arc to this point? Nobody can hear that shoulder shake that you're doing at me right now, Leonard. <laughs> but I can understand the shoulder shake that you're doing because... I feel like it started off so strong and kind of uh, gave you the hope of something a little different or a little um, something unusual. Um, however, the last few chapters, they're pretty quickly regressing back to old Dragon Ball tropes that I've definitely had enough of. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very frustrating. Uh, Melchiori in the chat. Yo, can't stay long. Got to be up early. Just wanted to drop by for a little support the stream. This chapter was wild, he says. Oh, and yeah. It was pretty wild. Um, chapter 62, let's just run through. Chapter 61, um, previously, uh, no, wait, I almost said X-Men. Uh, <laughs> last time on Dragon Ball Z, not to be confused with my boy Scott Summers. Uh, previously on X-Men, on <laughs> Dragon Ball Super Manga, Chapter 61. Um, last time Vegeta shows up. Puts the ass whooping to Moro with the forced spirit fission technique. And by the end of the chapter, Moro has gotten his ass whooped and has gone to his uh, insurance plan of absorbing uh, 7-3 and his copy abilities and all of the glory that is that fighter. And uh, he puts the ass whooping down on Vegeta before the chapter ends. And uh, we've got like a real sense of, of hopelessness in our stomach at the end of last month's chapter. Um, coming into this month, we get the reaction shots from Piccolo, who has to be like the smartest guy to interpret the situation and kind of explains what happens to Goku because Goku didn't see the copy ability previously, so he needs it you know, explained to him like he's five. And Piccolo does just that. And Vegeta is back up in Adam and goes back at Moro um, a second time. He is immediately whooped again. Like, it's fun that Vegeta does his thing and has a Vegeta moment where, you know, gets kicked in the where he gets kicked in the dick and then, you know, pops right back up and goes back at it. That sounded worse than I meant it. <laughs> But Moro grabs him by the throat this second go-round and copies Vegeta's abilities as well now that he's got 
seven threes, copy move. So with that, he gains Vegeta's new uh, technique of forced spirit fission, and they tell us right out of the chute. That basically means fusion dance, the Patara fusion, anything like that is going to basically be useless against Moro. So I got that one wrong for sure. How about how about you? Were you thinking of fusion on this one, or was it just me? Um, I did actually believe that fusion was the uh, sort of accurate thing that they were probably going to do. Um, but then I also thought about it, and I was like, that does sound a little too easy, you know? Then it'd be like, oh, we're in trouble. What do we do? Fusion. And then get his ass beat, but apparently that's not happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I felt kind of dumb. After reading this chapter today, by the way, you had uh, Yusuf the Semite uh, popped in to tell you that you're a nerd. Leonard's a nerd. So Thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt a little dumb getting to the end of this chapter today um, and thinking to myself, how did this, how was this not the outcome that I expected? Like, I really thought Maris, Miris, I'm really, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Miris, Miris, he's the mayor of the galaxy. He's got the worst GD haircut. (laughs) So the dude with the worst haircut in the third grade on through the rest of his fucking uh, life, Maris, Miris, he comes at the end of this chapter, and I don't know, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I guess I should have saw that coming, but a part of me was hoping on the inside that he would just be that guy to help Goku hit that next level of ultra instinct. And that would be like his purpose in the arc. And then maybe we'd see him again in another upcoming arc where he's still in the midst of his, you know, angel training or whatever. Um, But it doesn't matter because before we get to the worst haircut in the galaxy, we need to get through the rest of the ass whoopings that Moro hands out. So he copies all Vegeta's techniques and abilities. He has the forced spirit vision, Um, But he also lets off a a big bang attack and uh, makes fun of Vegeta because it's not very big. It doesn't pack much of a bang. It's just a regular key attack. Yeah. He's like, this is such a boring thing that you do. Why why do you give it such a ridiculous name? (laughs) The irony. Um, So as Vegeta is very evidently out of the battle, we get a quick shot over to the lookout where Bulma and Dende and the rest of the crew are watching it on their TV or whatever the heck they rigged up to be able to watch it, right? And Dende, um, very aware of the ass whoopings that have been handed out in the last few minutes, decides for the first time in what, like 20 years to descend to the battlefield to go be able to heal up, um, the the fighters of earth or the the z team the z warriors whatever the heck the proper term is i'm sorry mr fusion i know that you (laughs) taught me a lesson about this um anyway dende's gonna go heal some people up it's very risky obviously because if he goes the dragon balls go right so uh however it's pretty much the only option that they've got at this point so he descends to the battlefield and what i like about what i like about it is I'm sure he's going to heal somebody great and maybe it'll result in like a big Zenkai boost. That hasn't been a thing that's been um, like openly acknowledged in Dragon Ball in a minute. So I like Dende um, coming into the fold in this respect because it like kind of ties it back to the Frieza saga a little bit more. Like so much of this arc has started to develop toward um like Frieza Saga 2.0, but it's like the Frieza Saga on Earth. And instead of Frieza, it's Moro. And instead of uh, Frieza's, uh, Frieza's um, army, it's, you know, all these prisoners or criminals that Jocko broke out, Jocko, that Moro broke out of space jail. Like, very similar kind of vibes. Um, so to have Dende get back involved in that respect kind of, again, reminds me of Frieza. But then you take it up to... I dropped my phone. Sorry. Um, then you graduate that up to the next level. And um, you also have the Namekians involved, like on New Namek, which is fun. But now that we get Dende back involved, damn it, I, that, that drop in my phone totally fucked up. Um, oh, yeah, Krillin's got Sensu Beans, I think is what I was trying to get yeah. to. How do you feel about Dende, Leonard? Help me out. 
Um, well, Dende, uh, I, I actually did like this because it's just like, you know, we haven't seen like a Kami actually do something in a very long time. So this yeah. is like, oh, hey, look, Dende's actually deciding I'm going to do something about this because I don't want to be useless. And he does it pretty well. And then also finding out that Krillin has a bunch of sensu beans and then just conveniently forgot, which I thought was like the whole Goku trope. But, you know. Um, apparently it's for the whole Z warriors. Um, but I, I think it's definitely really, it definitely tightens up the situation a little bit. Cause it's just like Dende's realizing like, you know, it's bad when a character you haven't really seen in a long time. is just like, fuck, I need to help. <laughs> and he says that as much, uh, too, pretty much. He's like, I'm probably, there's a chance I'm going to die, but. I'm also supposed to be the protector of earth. You know, what right. kind of protector am I? Um, so good. We got Dende on the way to be able to heal. We've got Krillin with a bag of Senzu beans who I, I, you know, I guess just got his ass whooped by some intergalactic space criminals or whatever. Um, leave it to Krillin now to be like, I've got all these beans. I'm not going to give them to anybody important. I might need them because I might <laughs> die. You know, I'm the most likely to die in this crew. So let me hold on to the Senzu beans. Because, you know, I might need it in case I die, except I won't be able to eat them because I'll be dead. Like, what logic? I don't know. <sighs> I digress. Um, Vegeta, ass whooped. Next up, Gohan and Piccolo. Um, so, what I like about, I think this is probably my favorite sequence in this entire chapter, and it's it's super fast, but it... It was, it's cool. Like you get to see a little bit of, uh, or, you know, at least the perceived notion of some strategy, uh, in this fight or this assault. So they try to go at Moro. I think it's, um, I think Piccolo has him, you know, by, he stretches his arms out and has him by like the ankles or something. And Moro's right. like, you know, I'm not going to kill you guys yet. I'm going to continue to eat you. You know, you're my meals, basically all this energy that you guys have got. And then you've got Gohan. I want to say he busts out. It's like the galactic donut, basically, except it explodes, right? Yeah. Just holds him in place. So to see Gohan do a Gotenks move or a Boo move, whatever, a move from that era of Dragon Ball Z, very cool. And then you don't even think, because, you know, whenever you see Gohan and Piccolo go at somebody together, it's like, oh, yep, these two are a tandem for sure. And you see them go at Moro. I'm like, all right, cool. The hand and ass whooping of these guys. Let's move it along. But then they threw in like a little bit extra. And I was like, hell yeah, that's cool. And Piccolo was like, go now, Goku. And Goku just instant transmissions behind him and just hits him with a Kamehameha. Like that three-way coordination of those three attacks, which ends up being completely futile and totally useless, was still very much uh, appreciated by me. Oh, yeah. I definitely... It definitely it definitely shocked me to see that Gohan was doing that because I was just like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> um, which I guess like it kind of gives more to how like Goten was trained by Gohan and they probably had the idea somewhat together when they fused to Gotenks, but I digress in that situation. But um yeah. yeah, the team the teamwork on that was actually really beautiful. It was nice seeing that Piccolo was the one with the plan, sort of. Gohan was going at it just to hold him in place. And then Goku, uh, it's like, okay, I'm going to give off like a, bl- a big blow to try to pause, to try to destroy him. And um, just finding out it doesn't even work. And then segueing into the next part where pretty much Goku uh, pretty much gets uh, a third hole. <laughs> <laughs> a third hole. Uh, yeah, there are many holes in the human body, and Goku's about to get an extra one. But even before we get to um, Goku getting Yamchid, what they basically use that sequence to do is to like stack on the plot armor for Moro even more than he's already had. So he gets, you know, his one of his arms blown off. It's like, you know, a, a cell shot straight up. It's a perfect cell shot. And don't and then, worry guys, he was not cake. He was not cake. I don't I don't get that joke. Is that a dad it's, joke it's that a, I'm missing? It's a meme. It's a it's a meme. Oh. Damn it, Leonard, I'm old, man. I don't know I don't <laughs> know all the memes. I only know like maybe 30 of them. Tops. 
<laughs> so they really just use that sequence to have that moment where it's revealed that big, powerful Kamehameha, um, you know, blows up part of him and he just regenerates because he's got Piccolo's abilities now because seven, three had those abilities. So that means that he's got Piccolo's abilities. He's got Gohan's abilities. He's got seven, three's abilities. He's now got, uh, Vegeta's abilities. And to add insult to injury, the whole time limit part of it, it's gone. It's not a factor anymore. They don't have to worry about, um, or Moro doesn't have to worry about any of these powers, you know, leaving his arsenal for the duration of this fight. So, yeah, just, you know, stack on the plot armor. It was, uh, I'd say this definitely is just like, it's just a giant middle finger. It's like, hey, remember everything that we just talked about? Yeah, we're throwing it into the trash and just saying, fuck you. It was like, yeah. it was generally just that. It was just like, okay. Moro's just going to be unstoppable, and you're just going to have to deal with it. And to me, I was I, I just literally looked at the page, and I was just like, they're really doing this. They, they, wh yeah. What? <laughs> to be fair, like, they always find a way to, you know, continue to stack the odds to that point. But I don't know, even just the time, like, the time limit thing bothered me a little bit. That's when I was just like, listen up, plot armor. You get the fuck out of my face. I get it, okay? This guy's supposed to be strong. Leave me alone. But the moment where I was like, okay, this is ridiculous, was when they explained the time limit thing just not being a factor anymore. Why not? It just isn't. He's Moro. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, no, that's totally explained away. The one thing that you think you can store, uh, sort of have the people or the heroes strategize around is the time limit piece of it. It's gone just because, um, you know, in order to keep increasing or stacking the odds against them. But, like, at least make some kind of attempt to explain it. Don't just say, yeah, it's, he's moral. It's, don't worry about it. Motherfucker, I'm worried about it. <laughs> I don't want my people to die. <laughs> so as we get this uh, dump of him, um, you know, having all of the abilities forever from everybody. He's basically impervious to you all. As we get all that information, uh, Goku attempts to uh, step to him again, and uh, it doesn't work out so well because, as I said a minute ago, um, and this is another Cell kind of callback. It's almost the exact same thing. Moral just puts his fucking hand like straight through Goku's chest. Boom. And there's a big black hole. Like you can see on the thumbnail, I used the shots of all the ass whoopings he hands out to the six people through the duration of the chapter. I used that for one of the thumbnails. But Goku's picture in that, that hole is, it's large and it is dark. And uh, it sends Gohan into a rage. And that's when I was like, ooh, maybe Gohan will be, because in that moment to myself, I'm like, oh shit, is Goku just, did Goku just die? <laughs> and, that sends Gohan into a rage. And then I say, maybe Gohan rage as an adult will be a thing. Watching his dad get brutally, you know, Dr. Giroud through the fucking chest like he's Yamcha. Maybe that'll push Gohan into the realm of of being the guy for this. Because uh, I'm fine with that. I'd rather not have us be bailed out by the gods and the deities of Dragon Ball again. But nope. Moro just pop. Quick little backfist. Gohan's down for the count. Now it's basically Piccolo here in the screen or here in the shot. And as he gets uh, ready to defend himself against Moro, Dende, uh, you know, calls in on the telepathy phone. He's like, what's up? I'm coming to heal you guys because you're getting your ass whooped. And Piccolo's like, oh, cool. And he notices that Moro's ear twitches. And again, you know, another point for the plot armor. Um he can also hear your telepathic conversations with his ears, I guess. Um, so now that he knows Dende is on the way to be able to heal, uh, Piccolo has his freak out, and he's like, dude, no more telepathy telephone, so stop it. Dende's still on the way anyway. And I just get worried in that moment that Moro will straight kill him, you know, when he shows up. Um... However, what he does instead is he he just says, I'll make sure nobody interferes. 
which I think this is probably one of the most original parts of this chapter, unfortunately, unless I'm missing something. He puts up a barrier basically around the battlefield so that way nobody can interfere with the uh, with the match and what Moral's going to do to them. So um, how would you feel about this barrier thing? Uh, barrier was interesting. I don't know why it did, but it kind of reminded me of like, Actually, it did. I know exactly why. It reminded me of the Cell Tournament, the tur- Cell Tournament, Cell Games, whatever, um, sponsored by Heat Tap. Uh, <laughs> but uh, basically, just the fact that he did that, I was just like, okay, and now everyone, and I was like, I know what's going to happen. No one's going to fight. Everyone's going to stay out of their way. And even the sense of beings are going to be like, nah, you know, I have these. Nah, I'm just, I'm just going to throw them out. But I did like it just because, like, it's a barrier, and I'm like, cool, a barrier. And um, especially with this kind of could segue into the next part of it, but um, how Dende is just like, wow, I'm, like, helpless again. And I really like that part, actually, because it's just like, um, you know, like, it it just gets you to think of how maybe the original Kami uh, used to feel, like, about interacting with humans. And then now it's just like with Dende, he's just like, I want to do something. I want to help people. And I can't even do anything from where I am. You know, that's actually kind of an interesting point. Because if you think about it, uh, if you think about it, the original Kami, um, you know, Dende's uh, predecessor. Am I saying, yeah. am I using the right word? Yeah. Um, when he was the god of earth, he was like the most powerful being on the earth really like he was truly the protector of earth as where dende he takes the job over you know after kami fuses with piccolo and there's already a bunch of there's already three or four super saiyans living on earth like he doesn't have to be the protector you know yeah um this is like the first time though where we kind of see him beat himself up a little bit about it uh i kind of I kind of like that they gave Dende at least it's it's a very it's a quick little passing moment, but Dende don't get much love, man. And I love Lil Green, so I'm glad they gave him a little bit of a uh, internal struggle that he's trying to work through and feeling uh, useless, even though he's got this big important job in the Dragon Ball world of being the protector of you know God of Earth. Um, so now that we've got the barrier up and around. Um, the androids, uh, we haven't seen them the entire chapter to this point, but that's right. The androids are here. Um, they're next up for the ass whoopings buffet. So they step to the plate. And so it's, oops, well, I'm knocking shit over. So it's now been in order. Um, Vegeta, Goku, Gohan, it's about to be the two androids. They get finger blasted with finger guns backwards that's the other picture i used for this dope thumbnail for this very fun youtube live stream that i hope you are watching but yeah man the androids get finger gunned um very quickly like finger not really a what did i say finger gunned finger gun finger bang they banged they he pretty much banged two androids at the same time might as well put a brazzers logo on there yeah sex bots get fucked by goat man Exactly. Ram man. Go Ram, to Android man. <laughs> Ram man rams man and ma'am. It's something you're trying to do an Eminem thing. This is a fan of Anakin. It's like the Anakin using way too many napkins. <laughs> Ram man bam bam sex man Afghanistan sex dolls. Amateur. Yes. 100% real. <laughs> okay. Now that we've made uh, goat sex jokes, that was fun. That was the best riff I think I'm going to have for the rest of the year. Um, now that the androids are out of it, Piccolo and Jocko, actually, I kind of forget Jocko's even involved. Um, Piccolo and Jocko have this little exchange, and Piccolo's like, hey, man, I'm sorry you get dragged into the earth's bullshit. He's like, oh, it's my job. It's whatever. <laughs> Pickle was like, oh, all right, cool. Then I don't feel bad about this. And goes to self-destruct. 
the but he has like the light grenade pose. I, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to look it up before we connected, but has Piccolo ever exploded himself in Dragon Ball? So I, from what I can remember out of my history of Piccolo, no, he has not ever just blown himself up. Um, this part was. I actually like this exchange, the exchange where Jocko actually was just like, I actually want to do something to help, you know, because I feel like half the time he's just there and he's just like, oh, I'm just a projector of the galaxy and then doesn't do anything and then just says, yeah, I'm the best. And look at me. He, he's pretty much like a Vegeta, but no one actually believes him. Like he can't back things up. And yeah. And he'll also like slink to the back of the crowd and let everyone get their ass whooped first before he even attempts exactly. to shoot his shot. Exactly. But then he also realizes, I guess, because he's like, oh, I actually can't do this. Well, that's fine. I'll still let them do it and they'll have fun. And the fact that like Jocko and Piccolo had this exchange, it was really good in my opinion. It's like... The way that they're building the characters and having the conversations, I kind of wish they did more. And I kind of hope that um, when this arc ends, however it ends, um, that they continue to do more of this. Because there's a main character that I do definitely want in there and that they definitely want more conversations and such. But anyways, uh, getting a little off track, but I do like no, this. I think, and I think it's a great point that you just made before you move on from that. Um, I think that it would be, and I think that the tournament of power did it a little bit just because of, you know, what the premise was like groups of 10 from each universe. You need 10 characters to be able to do that. The Broly movie went back to the Goku Vegeta featuring Broly and Frieza show. But for this next arc, they've decided to go a route where they get a lot of the main cast and they get a lot of the main cast reinvolved. I say main cast, but I, I mean, they get people who aren't Goku and Vegeta involved in the story. They actually put Vegeta and Goku out of the story for, or at least out of the main parts of the story for, you know, prolonged periods of time because they're off training to try to get the solution to beat this dude. And I, I hope that they continue to do that. Like the conversations that we we're seeing, I mean, it's, it's kind of just a given, given the fact that these characters are getting screen time or, you know, panel time or I don't know, whoever the fuck you manga nerds refer to it. Um, <laughs> they're actually getting a little bit of time to, you know, to speak. Like, so I think we'll continue to see more of these cool little weird character interactions. And I guess, you know, minor relationship building by way of these, you know, one, two quick lines like this. I think we'll continue to see it so long as they don't immediately revert back to the Goku and Vegeta show for the next uh for the next arc after whatever the heck happens, you know, after after the moral piece of it is over. Um so yeah, Piccolo, we don't think he's ever tried to blow himself up. We know that he's like taken the brunt of shit for Lil Gohan like 55 times, but I don't think he's ever tried to self-destruct if he has. I don't think that's the premise of the light grenade. I'm the, I'm gonna. I, I feel like a fucking noob right now. I, I'm gonna have to go research my piccolo stuff. I think. I think when he says that uh, due to the light grenade, I think it's just because it's the field itself, and we all know that the light grenade, when you release it, it's a really big explosion. Oh, of key. So, all right. So maybe I'm like a double noob then, because I'm thinking that he's using the light grenade to do a self destruct thing, but in reality, he's gonna use the light grenade given the fact that it's within this like barrier thing. That's why everyone's blown up, and yeah. I didn't get it because I'm a double fucking noob. Understood. Quarantine brain. Quarantine brain. Quarantine's <laughs> brains. <laughs> For sure, man. Uh, yo, I think you got uh, Edgar Edgar Velasquez says, so Cal in this B. Um, if you are in the YouTube chat, there's a handful of you in there. Um, you're all pretty quiet. Uh, if you guys want to uh, share your comments on this manga, I'm more than happy to uh Share them with Leonard, because I'm keeping an eye on it. But uh yeah, Edgar Velasquez. So Cal in this bitch. Yeah, anyway. welcome to the welcome to the stream. Welcome to the show, BB. So, Piccolo, he's about to blow shit up, and he says, "Jocko, if you're about to die, and I don't feel that bad because you get paid for this by the space cops." And just as he's about to let it go, he gets a because again, 
Moro and all of the plot armor and all of the abilities. Magankosampo, a special beam cannon straight through Piccolo. So much for that fucking plan. Meanwhile, just as that's happening, Dende arrives at the scene, but he's locked out from the barrier uh, that Moro's put up, and he has like that same little, uh, you know, kind of repeat moment. Um, like, oh, I can't even get through this little thing of energy. I'm so useless. Ugh. So, I don't know, dude. Before we, we get to what happens next, or what happens at the end of this chapter, again, ass whooping buffet in order. Vegeta, Goku, Gohan, Androids, that's four, five, uh, Piccolo, six, and then Jocko. He's the only one left. He goes to shoot a shot, and you know we'll get there in a sec, but those six people that I just named, are they dead? Uh, I would like to say that they are comatose <laughs> so they've taken so much pain they've taken so much uh pain it's to the point where they're just like all right i lost consciousness i don't know what to do i can't even get up so i'm just laying here because i literally have lots of blood a lot of blood coming out of me and things like that and at that point you're just like shit they they are dead <laughs> Um. <laughs> now that I've asked the question, I just thought through all of it. Like you know, ranking the ass whoopings, right? Vegeta didn't get one where I'm under the impression that he can't get up from it. He's not going to get up from it immediately, like he did at the beginning of this chapter. But he didn't take a, a final blow that leads me to question whether he's alive or not. Goku and Piccolo. Definitely did. Goku got a hand through the chest like his name was Yamcha. And Piccolo got speared by his own GD spear. Again, sounded worse than I meant it. But those two, I think, could very well be dead. Gohan got a little... Hear that? <laughs> pop. Got a little pop to his fucking forehead. Gohan will probably, you know, he'll probably wake up in a minute. He's, he's a dad. He's cool. And then the androids, they are also dads. Except Android 18, she is a mom. <laughs> also, they didn't get a very bad ass whooping. Also, they're super-powered robots. So I feel like they're okay as well. But Piccolo and Goku, a little concerned. Yeah. Uh, something I will say, the funniest thing I was just thinking about, because when I was reading it, I was reading it, and then I saw the part where, like, the Mafusenko, whatever, however you say Mafusenko. it. Exactly. When that came out, I was just like, wait a minute. Piccolo didn't charge that, and then when he died, I, I don't know why, I started laughing. I feel terrible because I love Piccolo, but I was laughing because I was just like, wow, I'm really an idiot. Like, I said to myself, wait, Piccolo didn't charge, oh. <laughs> and I was just like, well, great, Piccolo's dead. <laughs> Excellent. This is exactly what I uh, signed up for. Um, what I think... It was my favorite part before. Actually, you you hit on, I think, like one of the funniest parts that I didn't really get to acknowledge is he's charging up that light grenade, and then you see the, the special beam cannon come through. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. And then, boom, you know, he's just caught it through the chest. Right. Um, super. I can, I can just imagine just the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure ending. The do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, man. Ultimate battle <laughs> shit. Um, so Piccolo might be dead. We're not really sure. Um, I think so. All right. Everyone in the, in the circle, the barrier of death, um, is at least incapacitated, incapacitated. They, um, caught up to Dende feeling useless outside of the barrier, looking in and like, as he touches it and he's like pressing his face up against it or whatever. A little circle just opens, just as Jocko's finally, finally looking to do something against Moro and shoots his gun at him. This circle opens in the barrier. Then they basically falls through it, and then he is like, "What the fuck just happened?" And the shot is actually pretty smart the way they do it. You see the top of Weese's staff 
and it just you see a bubble that says, "Hey, guardian of Earth, uh, or protector of Earth, God of Earth, maybe." Um, you know, I'm here as well. I forget I I forget exactly how he puts it, but the circle opens, and you're meant to believe that that's Weiss's staff. The next shot is the two beams, one from Jocko. And then one from Miris, both of their, you know, space cop guns, you know, going at a, going at him. And when he gets shot, he looks up and he sees Miris in the worst goddamn haircut of all time. <laughs> and he he says something very interesting. He says basically, um, "You're not really Galactic Patrol, are you?" And Miris just kind of smiles. And that's and that's basically basically it. So I'm not sure exactly um, what that means. I mean, we know that he's a god in training, but we also know that he's been on the Galactic Patrol. Like he can be both, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he can definitely. Uh, I don't well, like like we talked to like in chapters before they have stated that he's technically just doing it undercover. He's trying to learn how to be a priest um, like Weiss and his other sisters and brothers. Yeah. An angel attendant, whatever the heck we're calling it. But yeah, he's in training to be able to do that. So to say that, I mean, he's still caught like a thousand motherfucking villains or whatever. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like he's still definitely a space cop no matter how you cut it. Um I don't know. I just thought that the question was a very strange question. Yeah. Um not sure what they're going to go where they're going to go with that. Um I'm hopeful that uh I'm hopeful that Weiss isn't even there. I'm hopeful that it's just Maris and that's why we didn't say Weiss in the top of his staff or whatever. I'm hopeful that Maris is like, uh, you know, angel enough status to show up and save the day. Um, however, if that is the case, like, what's the point of of continuing to have these Dragon Ball stories if the end of each of them, we ultimately have to get bailed out by the gods in some iteration, you know? Right. Um, um, what the hell? How do you feel? I definitely... Uh... Well, I kind of figured because when they mentioned in another chapter, I believe it was two chapters ago, uh, where we just like you can't really interfere with mortal endeavors, and uh, he was just like, okay, <laughs> and then decides to just do it anyways. I was just thinking, I was like, he's probably gonna die. It's either gonna go two ways. It's either, um. He's going to get destroyed by God of Destruction. Or he's going to just be there. Or what he may do is just help out the mortals with a little bit. Where to the point where like Goku, Vegeta, and everyone else can get revived. And then he just dips out and it's like, okay, see you later. I did the best I could. I mean, Dragon Ball Super. Battle of Gods. Beerus is like, all right, I like you. I won't destroy the earth. Fukatsu no F. Uh, Frieza blows up the earth or whatever, wins, and then we temporal rewind. I've done this before, so if this sounds familiar to you listeners out there, sorry I'm retreading old territory I've been yelling about for almost three years now. But Battle of Gods, Beerus gets bored. Um, Frieza blows it up, Whis rewinds it. Zamasu, Goku Black, we got the Xeno button. The Tournament of Power, basically the Xeno button again. <laughs> Super Dragon Balls. Um, the Broly uh, movie, the Dragon Balls. Most arcs in Super are never solved by Goku or the gang. And it's it's fine, I guess, but what the fuck is the point of having these stories if it's just got to be like some kind of divine intervention level of nonsense to be able to get them out of the predicaments? Like, just stop making the stories if you have no other way to tell them other than to ramp them up so ridiculously and then, you know, have to put on the plot armor to such a ridiculous extent. I don't know. It's, I, I, 
very frustrating. I'm, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir on this one. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's something that I'm, I'm realizing that it may be just their cop out for now. Um, I guess it's just to put, basically put it. Goku and Vegeta are basically training to become gods, and they're realizing, oh, yeah, we're not at that point yet. And no matter what their title, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, or Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Evolved, or Ultra Instinct, no matter what it is, they, they don't have it down. And I think I'd like to say that or how this is going to end, I'm just going to see, I'm going to say that hopefully they learned their lesson and going to be like, oh, you know what? We're actually going to do something different. We're going to pull it out of left field that you guys didn't even realize or even think about, and boom, it's going to be dealt with. But most likely, it's going to be Maris is going to save the day, or Maris, however you say his name. Now you got me saying it. Yeah, see? Uh, my, my bad, man. <laughs> and then... um. Weiss and Beerus are going to come out or all the the council even Weiss's father is going to come out or Zeno um, I feel like those guys will definitely come out and then they'll just erase him from existence I, I don't know man um, either way I don't know if we're at the end of this saga quite yet uh, but there is a possibility we're at like that last point here where you know, if he is going to be the guy, the guy meaning Maris, uh, to to win this fight, and he shows up right now, and but it could also very as as easily as that could be the case. We just watched six main characters get killed or close to killed, and now the you know the best space cop of all GD time is going to show up and uh and save the day. Like that could be how this thing rounds out, or. You know, best space cop of all time is just showing up to play, um, you know, stopgap until something else happens, like Majin Buu shows up or the, the Daikaioshin, whatever iteration of that. Like, that could come back into play. Or maybe it is um, fucking, what the heck's his name? The Grand uh, Minister, Grand Priest, uh, Grande Patri, Padre. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, the, what the heck did we call him back during the Tournament of Power? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, it could be any of those other, you know, higher levels of, of power in the Dragon Ball world to round out, you know, or, or stomp out this threat. But I, I don't know. They've, they've developed a problem for themselves when Battle of Gods comes back. It's just a movie. It's just supposed to be like a one-off thing. Not supposed to be the basis of an entire goddamn ongoing series. So they don't have much of a problem um, graduating it up to that godly, you know, even further up the scale godly tier. Because they that, that's always been Dragon Ball's problem. This is the strongest martial artist in the world in Master Roshi. This is, uh, the, you know, the strongest person you can train with that Master Roshi trained with in Korin. Oh, this is the person who lives directly above Korin. That's Kami. He's the god of Earth. Oh, well. Now we got uh, King Yama and King Kai. Like, and it just continues to balloon out. It's always been a thing that Dragon Ball has done. But when they decide to explore the other side of the coin of the Kaioshin and the Gods of Destruction for the Battle of Gods movie, again, it's just a movie. It's not supposed to be an ongoing series. You know what I mean? So they don't have to worry about, you know, how the fuck do we continue to make stories where, you know, the first story we're telling is them fighting the gods. How do we reset, rescale, make this somewhat interesting? And I would argue that they've kind of failed in a lot of ways because, you know, most of the major arcs of Super have ended with gods having to get involved because there's no other way to make it interesting unless you ratchet up the stakes that high because you fought the gods in the first arc when this, you know, series came back. I don't know. I, I just I wish they'd figure out a way to get out of this fucking vicious circle of we're really strong, but not strong enough. But here's a big strong guy who's stronger than us, but not stronger than the gods. And we can't beat him, but the gods can. And the gods just decided to like us enough to bail us out of jail. You know, like we got to figure out how to break that fucking Dragon Ball cycle. Break the cycle, Leonard. <sighs> yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, which why I think next chapter. The legendary almighty fusion will appear. Even though it said fusion won't work, 
I'm pretty sure this one will. Go uh, Hercule. Hercule. The mighty Hercule. Hercule and Goku Fusion. That one will save the day. Let me tell you guys. All he has to do is one Kamehameha and then trick him and then punch him in the face and boom. Next thing you know, Morrow's dead. Everyone's free. The day is saved and the gods don't have to do anything with it anymore because they realize that they can handle themselves. That's it. I got it going now. I, it's a, that's a tough syncopation thing I just had to work out, but <laughs> like I can sing. I can play music and shit. I can talk and wave around Mr. Satan toys, but uh, can't dance. Can't very coordinate body well. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> That's going to do it for chapter 62 of the Dragon Ball Super Manga. So a little bit of a snafu with the live stream tonight. Uh, thankfully, there will be a video, which is good. Uh, however, for whatever reason, something happened with the stream and stuff where it told us we were streaming and then it wasn't streaming. So YouTube is YouTube. I'm kind of annoyed. But if you dropped in uh, for that tonight um, and we're waiting around for the last hour and a half, wondering where the hell we were, we were doing it. I just took me a minute to realize that uh, we weren't actually broadcasting. And uh, yeah, to those who hung out in the chat and waited for the last 90 minutes, there, there's a handful of you. I appreciate you. Um, what else? I'm going to be doing a live stream this coming Saturday night with the Nerd News Happy Hour on YouTube, on their YouTube channel. Um, I'll send out some more details about that as I get them. Um, Leonard, what's going on in the NPC pod world? Anything going on with you guys? NPC is back, finally. We're actually on a regular schedule. Um, I'm not sure of the days that they usually release, but just know that we are actually back on track, so you can definitely follow us on Apple Podcasts. Um, Spotify we're still working on, but definitely check out Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also check us out on Silver Tongue Audio. Uh, we definitely are on there. You can definitely check us out there. Make sure to listen to all of us. And, of course, if you're listening to us as well here, definitely check out Dragon Ball Super Dope because they are super dope. Yeah, man. That's why they're listening to the podcast, Dragon Ball Super Dope, because they already figured it out. Unless they didn't. Unless, like, they're new and this is their first time and they're like, what the fuck did I just stumble on? Maybe that happens, you know, once or twice a month. I I don't know. Who knows? Um, However... Glad to hear things are going well with the NPC pod and you guys are back to doing your thing. Let me ask you, though, do you not listen to yourself on podcasts? Uh, I actually do. I go back after and I listen to the podcast um, All right. just because I like to hear like what I said, if uh, what everyone else said, if I really understood things, and also if I can include even more dad jokes. Yeah, you are uh, pretty pretty thrifty with them dad jokes. And by thrifty, I mean you're just ready to freaking throw them out really quickly. Um Okay, that makes sense. The reason I ask is because you weren't sure what days the the new pods drop, and I've got clients, you know, because Dragon Ball Super Dope started as a way for me to teach myself how to podcast. Woohoo, everyone knows that. Um, But I've got clients that I produce podcasts for, and there are some that I just know. Like, they lie to me. They tell me they listen, but I know that they don't. So that's why (laughs) I had to ask. I feel like if you make podcasts, you should... Maybe check your shit out every once in a while. You know, maybe not every episode if you've been doing it for a little bit, but if you're getting started, you should totally listen to yourself. Uh, yeah, definitely. Make sure you don't sound like a bumbling idiot like I do. Or uh, if you do sound like a bumbling idiot like I do, maybe, you know, get a little bit better at that audio splice work, baby. That's how it goes. Um, all right, that's going to do it for Chapter 62, The Edge of Defeat for Dragon Ball Super this uh, month. Uh, Leonard, I appreciate you taking the time again, dude. Uh, YouTube viewers, sorry about the screwed up live stream. The video will be up though, so not all is lost. Um, fuck out. I did have one other thing, I think. So, Nerd News Happy Hour on Saturday. Next Sunday, I think I've got, I don't think I'm doing a stream next Sunday. If you do have suggestions for the next streams that uh, me and Aunt Gramulia do though, Hit me up, dbsuperdope at gmail.com, Instagram at dbsuperdope, Twitter at dbsuperdope1, the number one. I I fucked up there. Um, no Facebook. Uh, you can call us up, leave us a voice. Oh, that was it. Call us up, leave us a voicemail, 
401-213-9596. If you guys look at the calendar, we are recording this on Sunday, July 26th. We're about three weeks away from the three-year anniversary of Dragon Ball Super Dope. I'm a little on the fence about what we're going to do this year for an anniversary pod. We typically throw a big shitty party. Um, I don't think that's going to happen this year, but we'll see what happens. Um, What I do think would be fun, though, is if you are a fan of the show, uh, if you've been a regular listener for a bit, if you're a friend of mine, uh, if you're a host on the show and you listen because you, you know, bother to check out your own podcast work occasionally and listen to other episodes that maybe you're not on, you can give us a call, uh, leave us a voicemail. Uh, 401-213-9596. Uh, I don't know. Whatever the fuck you want. Why you like Super Dope. Favorite memories. Favorite stories. I Maybe you're a contender for Satan Sinister 6. Do you know what the Satan Sinister 6 is, Leonard? No, I do not. But I'm interested. So the Satan Sinister 6 is our... Uh, it's an award that we give out every year uh, to our top six fans. I don't know how or don't remember why we came up with six as the number. Um, but when I think of six and I like the alliteration, Sinister Six because Spider-Man. Uh, but then I didn't want to rip off Spider-Man completely. So I needed to like triple up on the alliteration. So Satan because metal, you know what I'm saying? So Satan, Sinister Six. And um, that's been the awards we've given out every year. I We've also done um, best host, um, who's not me, because you know I do all of these episodes. But like best co-host awards the last couple of years, um, I think Mike Norm won last year, or I think Mike Norm won two years ago. I think Brandon might have won last year. I forget. Um, but I don't even know if I want to do an anniversary show this year because the plague, and I hate my friends. They are the shittiest. Except you, Leonard. You're the greatest. Yay. Woo. All right. That's going to do it for Super Dope. Call us up. Leave us a voicemail for the anniversary show. It's going to happen. It didn't happen on or around the week of August 13th. More info to file. Follow, maybe. We'll see. Uh, 401-213-9596 at dbsuperdope. Uh, dbsuperdope at gmail.com. Leonard, I'll talk to you for Chapter 63 next month, baby. Thank you. No problem. Always glad to be on here. Hell yeah. Leonard has a Shenron mask, it's cool.